Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach. I'm the Doc. This is the Doc, and we're going to continue our series on fitness trends. In this episode, we're going to go over intermittent fasting. So, Dr. J, when it comes to intermittent fasting, are you going to swipe right, left, or are you going to look a little longer? This one I'm swiping left. What about you? I'm going to look a little bit longer. So, um, just in our conversation for clarification today, when I'm talking about intermittent fasting, I'm not just saying um, I slept, say, at seven hours last night, then I got up and then I ate breakfast like normal. It's more of uh, what we're seeing with clientele coming with us of like, okay, I'm going to eat within this eight-hour window and it's going to give me all these magical things. So let's break it down on the brainy side. Like, why are you swiping left when it comes to intermittent fasting? Well, as you pointed out, like, we all do it naturally when we sleep anyway, and there's clearly some health benefits of that. But from that sort of behavioral standpoint, I get concerned when we get super hyper-focused on these eating and non-eating windows. Because when we do that, at least particularly for some people, and especially if you're doing it a lot, there can be this over-focus on um, the food. Like, okay, at, at 2 o'clock, I can eat again for a couple of hours. And when we do that, the other times when we're fasting, we start to think about the foods and, and when we can eat. And when what you focus on, you think about more. And so it's sort of uh, the opposite effect is when somebody's saying like, oh, I'm gonna drink less or not eat chocolate for two weeks, we start thinking about chocolate more. We start thinking about these things. And so I just worry sometimes that we create this sort of deprivation and then overthinking about the food where I think it's really designed to make us feel better and some long-term benefits. Yes, no? Yeah, so my take is like, it's, it's always breaking down what, what's the goal? What are we trying to accomplish? And so many people I work with are like, well, I'm doing it because I'm trying to lose more weight. I'm like, well, I've had clients doing intermittent fasting and they've lost weight. They have not lost any weight and they have gained weight. So it, it all comes down to my, my kind of more of my seven day average of calories that I'm consuming. And so for some people, um, and this is why I'm saying I'm going to look a little bit longer, it gives people a food curfew. So they're not going crazy in any kind of short window. It's just more like, okay, they're not gonna eat after they have dinner. And for some people, that helps them from the late night snacking. Now, in, in long-term approach, we might need to find the proper replacement for some of these, these things, and we've talked about that in other episodes. But it's, it's, it's more about, um, for some people, it, it can be beneficial in that. But the reason why I'm not swiping right on it is because when, when we look at the bigger scheme of things, like my, my calories are more important, my macronutrients are more important, my, my food timing is a very small uh, piece of the puzzle if it's going to help people with their, their overall weight loss, body composition changes. Now, there could be some interesting studies with um, some of the, the long-term health benefits, but like some of those are so many skewed because... Um, what they're showing is people are actually eating less calories on that, that period too. And so they don't know if it's them eating less calories or if it's the, the time-restricted eating. So when it, when it comes to clients, um, if, if they find it beneficial and they're not feel like they're depriving themselves, I think it's beneficial for that. Because, you know, if we look back, I don't know, 10 years ago when I'm training people, everybody thought they had to have six meals a day. Right. Now it's like we need yeah. to have like one or two meals a day. So what, what makes it nice is some people don't have the opportunity to have the six meals a day. They might be, you know, working as a doctor and then, and, or a nurse or whatever it is, and they don't have the opportunity to have those many meals. So now we can have the flexibility of like both can work. Yeah, exactly. What works for you. And, and, and you make some great points about what's the goal. And again, my swipe left isn't like, oh, intermittent fasting is bad. No one should do it. But when I think particularly about the general population and the day-to-day, -day, then from a behavioral standpoint, I'm not sure that we're going to have some long-term sustained benefits from that as far as, again, the behavioral. I'm not going to go on the physiology side. But 
and because of that, given how many people really want to um, typically feel better and and often want to lose some weight or just be um, and, and and just move better, I'm not sure how that's helping because we only have so much time in our day. And if my whole focus is on that, am I missing opportunities to actually work on other things that are more sustainable and long-term? And within that, I worry too that, and again, as you always point out, worries, you know, I, I worry about a lot of things, so it's, it worries a strong word. But what I wonder about, or I know, is I also see binge eating, because when we restrict, and when we say I can't eat for these many hours, when I can eat, some people that are particularly prone to extremes, I see them eat too many calories, or I gotta get it all in in this window, and then we're also teaching for some people excess. And as you know, I also always worry about that anytime we're moving on fitness, that people think of it as I have to sacrifice, deprivation, yep. things like that. So anything that I can do to promote people to have sustained benefits, but enjoy the ride, um, feel like they can build it into their lifestyle. I think that's going to be super important to me. So I think that that's a, a big part of, of why to me it's just not as mainstream applicable as maybe some people would have us think. Well, and, and really my take on this when I'm, I'm talking with clients one-on-one -on -one is more of we're always trying this minimal effective dose when we're, we're changing up what they're doing and making sure that it helps align with the, the, the progress of what they're wanting to make. And if someone comes in and they're like, I really just, I'm just not hungry in the morning. I don't like eating breakfast. I'm like, perfect. We'll, we'll just, you know, move that, that first meal of the day to 10 o'clock or 12 o'clock, whatever works for your schedule, something like that. And so in that case, the, the shortened window um, period could be beneficial for them because we're not forcing them saying breakfast is the most important exactly. meal of the day. Yeah. Um, but if someone comes in, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, looking at my, my, my clock and I'm just, you know, getting hangry. I'm waiting for noon to hit before I can have my first meal. I'm like, what are we, what are we really accomplishing then? So that's my kind of my take yeah. on it. And that, that was my kind of my last big one was that social impact and that lifestyle impact. If doing this makes you hangry or I've been there where baseball practice, soccer practice, whatever my kids are doing, it's going into 6.30 or 7, and by the time we sit down to eat, it might be later than my window that I set for. Am I not now eating with my family because I have this very strict window? So it's, again, and, and one would argue like, well, you can shift it and do those things. It requires some planning, thinking ahead, those types of things. And so you really want any, to me, the, the processes that people go through to feel leaner, healthier, happier, should fit their lifestyle. And when it's not feeling like it can, then again, maybe it's a, um, it's a good thing for some people under some conditions, yep. but back to your original point, what's the why, why are we doing it? Yeah, yeah. So just kind of wrap it up here, and, and your takeaway is is it's it's very popular. I've got a lot of clients, a lot of family members, a lot of friends hit me up about it. Um, but it's it's that same same breakdown we always talk about. Like, okay, what are the goals? What are the things I need to do to kind of help reach those goals? And if it's something that's that's making us that's that's way out of the norm of what we're, we're really doing, it's really just not worth it because we're not going to keep keep it with long term. And even on the the, the physiology side of it, the, the trainer side of it is like it doesn't even make that great impact when it comes to weight loss or body composition goals. So we'll see you next time.